What's going on, everybody? We got Castellanos to the Reds. They're taking all the outfielders. Ozuna's off the boards. It's all coming together. Bam. What's going on, everybody? Talking baseball. My name's John Boym, coming to you from the Bronx. I got my good friend Jake coming to you from Denver, Colorado, right off the weekend, Monday morning. Let's talk some baseball, Jake. Let's have some fun. And we got news this morning. We had it on our list that, hey, the rumor is Castellanos might go to the Reds. Now we have actual news to talk about because guess what? He went there. But first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, Jim. Hello. Uh, the most the most well-known Jake story in Colorado checking in. Um, also the poorest Jake story in Colorado checking in. But uh, I'm good, man. I mean, obviously, elephant in the room, one of the more brutal days in sports you can have yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's good to get back into the baseball and i think everyone turned to what was it the grammys last night and that uh that almost brought out more emotions but alicia keys was kind of awesome like one of two people in the world that could handle it with that kind of grace and uh, i think something along the line she said of like hey you know we we do music and people use music to get away um, not comparing myself to any of the Grammy-winning artists as I just compared myself to Trevor Story. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, let's talk baseball. This is, uh, this is why people love sports. It's to kind of get away and have fun and do it. And we do, uh, hey, man, uh, for baseball, again, for last year, it was our year, first year fully dipping our toe in the water. And the whole story was like, yeah, baseball's probably going to strike at some point and guys aren't signing. <laughs> it's like, okay, this kind of sucks for us. And now, dude, we're, we're what? End of January. We just had two, I won't say marquee free agents, but B-level free, free agents come off the board. Impact free agents. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's exciting. Spring training's what? Like two weeks till pitchers and catchers? So yeah, let's party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah, like Puig's left, Brock Holt's left. We've been going over the names that are left, and we we went over, you know, it was, uh, what was it? It was these were the guys that were left. Like, it was Donaldson, uh, Castellanos, and every time I say his name, I feel like I'm saying it wrong, so that's not, that's the thing I I think it's over. one of the names you got right, too. I think that's the weird cool. part. That's awesome. And uh, we got Puig left. Don't go to Japan. Yeah. Do Stay not go to Japan, Puig. Don't do it. Please. Where do you want to start? The Grammys, Where do you want to Alicia, start? Key, Alicia Keys was awesome. The Grammys awards are as if if the Oscars were to give like Thor Ragnarok best movie. That's what the right. Grammys are like. Ooh, tough. Love my girl Billie Eilish though. Pretty pretty funny. Her just like please stop putting me on this fucking stage. Yeah, I I think we start with uh, Castellanos and yeah, Alicia Keys. Man, I I said one of two people and people think this is political, but it was like. Her or Barack are like two of the most well-spoken real people I know. People think I'm like, want to get political with that. It's like, no, Barry O is just one of the best speakers I've ever seen. Um, Alicia was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think the the news in baseball this morning, because it just broke, and I, I think you and I are going to kind of process this live, is uh, Nikki Castellanos to 
your Cincinnati Reds, four for 64. Is that the same exact contract Moose got? Ooh. I was wondering that this morning. I don't um, know. That's kind of interesting. Let Could me be. see. Moose got There's... four for 64. Yeah, same contract. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> Cincinnati is very clearly – I won't say they're committed to a four-year window because last year of contract is the last year of a contract. But, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati is going to go for it. Um, and I think everyone thought that maybe they might do this half-ass because they've got one year of Trevor Bauer that they might do this half-ass, like, hey, let's sign some medium guys, see what happens. Uh, no, they are in it. And, uh, I mean, Cassianos, uh, the more I got into the stats, the more I liked him. I think he's kind of an interesting – He's it's an interesting how you view a guy. I mean, he was a big prospect, and he came up on those Tigers teams that were still good. Um, and he kind of took a little while to figure it out. And then the past three years or so, I mean, he's essentially gotten better – um, he mauls lefties, um, but I, it's not like he's terrible versus righties. I think I kind of put that in my head with the the season he was having uh, with Detroit, but he left Detroit. He went to a team that was in it, the Cubs, and he started raking. So um, I kind of like it. Uh, dude doesn't really have a defensive position. You kind of wish he went to an AL team where he could DH at least part of the time, but uh, dude can hit. It's good for him that he gets out of like a bad situation. Now he's on a team that's actively trying to win. And good for the Reds, dude. I, I I didn't think they'd ever be able to put together this effort while still under Votto's contract. It's kind of upsetting that, you know, Votto's kind of trending down the last two years. Kind of quickly, I think, if you look at some of the analytics. He still gets his walks and shit, but, you know. I'm, I'm excited for Votto that he get like they're finally giving him the run he's probably been begging for for a couple years. Like, yo, trade me or let's build something while I'm here. I don't want to be the anchor and the reasons why he, we can't do anything. And now they're putting together a little squad. It's gonna. I, I don't think that. I think their pitching staff is still the most impressive thing about the Reds. Like this is it, Moose is a nice pickup. Uh, Cassianos is a nice pickup. They have a ton of outfielders now. I mean, they got Senzel. Is that how you say it? Nick Senzel? They got yeah. um, Winker. Do they still have Phil Irvin? And Irvin's they got around. A, they got Aquino. Uh, now they got Castellanos. I, I read somewhere, I think it was Morosi, someone said that maybe um, Castellanos will platoon with Votto at first base a little bit to kind of protect Votto uh, as he trends down and then also gives Aquino some starts in right field when – Whatever pitcher equals that equation, righty or lefty, I'm not sure. So they have a lot to do. And and then someone else, I think it was Passon, said, you know, hey, they have a lot of outfielders, but a lot of them have minor league options, and none of them, and none of them have played a full season healthy. <laughs> yeah, and our, our guy that we fell in love with this year, Aquino, because he went nut job and then he fell off. I think in September he had an OPS that was in the sixes after having one of the best starts. <laughs> Uh, hitters ever had um you know it, i think it kind of sucks for him he might be the one guy that's like damn <laughs> um i'm uh i really have to battle for at bats now and yeah i mean i'm i'm looking at a uh, roto champ right now a website i don't normally end up on and uh yeah i mean right now in this projected lineup they don't have senzel in it which uh i think is kind of a it's it's a little bit of a shocker to me because i think 
Um, he's a guy that they're looking at. Uh, that when people were talking about the Reds, they were saying if he's the truth, um, they can do special things, and maybe it's right. But uh, yeah. Well, who, who's uh, going to be their center fielder then? Senzel Senzel played um, ninety-seven games in center field last year. I mean, they. I they, mean, Wink, Winker and Irvin had twenty each. You're missing one more outfielder, Jim. They signed Akiyama um, from overseas. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. The Reds have some serious depth in that lineup, um, and I I think if you're a Reds fan right now, you're you're saying all the. I mean, you start talking in generalities, but you say, hey, we've got good depth. You know, we could do some righty-lefty stuff. Um, and, yeah, I think if you need to keep – you have guys that can go on the shuttle if needed. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Phil Irvin. I mean, he's a dude that that some people like as a as a ball player, and he, <laughs> he might be screwed right now. But I think also if you're a Reds fan, and I, I think what you're saying is, hey, if this whole thing starts working out and we're in it, you might have some ammo to make another move. I mean, I, I like Freddie Galvis. I think he's a solid ball player. He's currently listed as their shortstop. That seems like a position they could upgrade if they needed to. Uh, you're always going to need more pitching, whether it's in the front end or the back end. So, uh, I mean, if you're a Reds fan, you have to be on cloud nine right now. Oh, yeah. You're going for it. I mean, any and there's a lot of teams that are going for it. My, I saw someone tweet this, Jake, and I think it's an interesting question. If you're going to pay Castellanos that much money, why didn't they just get Grandall? Love my dude Tucker Barnhart, fan of the show. Sure. But wouldn't that be a better fit than having eight outfielders? I'm on a very firm fuck tuck, Tucker Barnhart stance. Wow. Um, for how much love he gave you. Um, you know, don't – we like a, just a little pat on the butt. Don't Don't go all in like that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's an argument there and I think that's going to be funny, um, going back to the drawing board. Cause I think that's, we initially had this conversation about the Atlanta Braves when they were signing everyone early. We were like, Hey, you know, Will Smith, Chris Martin, Travis Darno, Nick Markakis, uh, Darren O'Day. <laughs> like we were, we were like, okay, th these guys are solid. I, and we forget Cole Hamels. He got one for 18 from them. Uh, we're going to talk about the Braves in a second with Ozuna. Um, but, yeah, it is going to be funny to go back to the drawing board and look who spent how much money and how that money could have spent otherwise. Because you, you can can put yourself in this grand all cycle, which a lot of teams might, um, where, yeah, I mean, he can be a special catcher for you. He did get, I, I think he got $9 more million, which over four years, I mean, that's nothing. Um, for what we're doing here, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And hey, you you never know, you know what's what's going on behind the scenes with the Reds. I mean, maybe they think Tucker Barnhart's going to break out. Maybe the pitching staff loves Tucker Barnhart. Uh, John Boy Media loves Tucker Barnhart. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, that'll that'll be a fun game to play. Um, you know, rearranging people's money spent this off season, dude. I agree with everything you're saying. Some good Reds talk. I can't oh, wait for wait. you to get to the office. So Monday, I guess, is planes day. Just nonstop planes flying overhead. Mm. I'm worried about it being into going into the mic. So I close the windows, and now I'm just smoking myself out. Yeah, that's... Uh... The, the soundproofing in the closed room, plus the closed windows, plus the building heat up to 80. Oh, I think I can turn those off now. There... I, you know, we I had to wait for the building right. to do construction because we're, technically we're not allowed to turn them off. But I think they're done with construction, so they shouldn't be coming in. So I think I'm going to have to jimmy rig and turn manually turn this heat off. 
quite literally Jimmy Rig. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I know you're you're my audio guy, so I, I know you're not gonna budge on it. But uh, we did a plain plain test before, and I couldn't hear it. And but you're hey, bad we'll, hearing. We'll make. I have terrible hearing. Uh, some of the worst. And uh, you know, like I say, some people trip and dance. Uh, I messed up that quote. But yeah, if we hear the planes, who gives a shit? <laughs> That's the quote. <laughs> All right. Well, now that the planes are out there and they're part of the show, I'm going to open one of the windows back up. Yeah, I'm dying. And That's you fine. you lead you lead us into let's do Alex Gordon for one second. No, 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 Jim. I've got a better segue. It? I've got a okay. better segue. Than that. All right. Segue it up. I can still hear you. Because, James, we, we just closed with if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, you got to be having a blast. Like you heard your team was going to go for it. And. Like they did. I mean, they brought in dudes. Um, so you have to appreciate that. And not only did they bring in dudes, and I mean, this guy isn't tied in with the Cubs, but that's where Castellanos finished. That's where Castellanos had a one dot OPS for the last two months. He was in Wrigley. And uh, I think that's the other fan base right now that that's got to be reeling just a little bit. Um, and I was going to somehow segue that into Ozuna, but uh, you yeah, want to talk Alex like, Gordon? Where, I, was, I was like, where the hell is the segue? I got here? lost in my brain. I'll be honest. I was thinking about the planes. <laughs> I guess I guess I wanted to finish that conversation, and I did not. <laughs> I think I think my moral of the story is like, if you're a Cubs fan, you got to be kind of like I know they didn't have huge expectations. Like we heard about all the Chris Bryant stuff, but. I, I mean, what have they done? They've, they've, they haven't signed anyone for over a million dollars. Yeah, similar to the Dodgers. Yeah, which I don't know, man. That's just kind of bad vibes. Yeah. Well, they're still a good team. I mean, like, you sure. know, the Dodgers still can win, are going to win the West. I mean, the Dodgers, yes. The Cubs, like, no. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about Alex Gordon. Uh, sure. Little behind the scenes, captain of my hockey team in high school's name was Alex Gordon. Yep. And I remember when Alex Gordon was a highly routed, highly, highly touted prospect, and I was like, "Hey, Cap, he's got your same name." Right. So whenever I think of Alex Gordon, I think of uh, my captain. Shout out, what's up, the other Alex Gordon? Okay. He signs uh, for a one-year deal, four million. I didn't realize how bad he is offensively. Yeah, he. Uh... Like he I, really I, a new Gold Glove left field defense, um, and he's just been a mainstay with that team. So I thought he was probably you know well uh, uh, average, and then the defense takes him over the top. But like, if he didn't have the defense, he wouldn't be in the major leagues. And it seems just kind of like a nice signing, kind of like a Brett Gardner Yankees situation, but even like more nice because the Royals are like fuck it we're not trying to win next year anyway let's keep the leadership intact keep the fan base intact they like Gordo but uh yeah they were the, he got the four year deal his last contract and in his last four years it's pretty brutal man like he has a 686 OPS a 84 OPS plus 237 batting average, 320 on base percentage, 366. You know, I didn't realize it was like, whoa, he's below average pretty easily with the bat. Yeah, so it's just I mean, kind of like, my eyes opened up to it. But last year, I mean, was his best offensive season since 2015, and he had a 741 OPS, which is slightly above pedestrian. He did win his, his third straight gold glove, so that's kind of what Alex Gordon does. And, Jim, you are bearing the lead. I mean, he, Eighth he gold led- glove of his career. 
he led the league in hit by pitches last year. So I mean, what are we what are we trying to measure? That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Just um, Roger so he'll do anything up. for the team. Eight gold um, gloves. He, when we look back on his career, if he wins another one, you know, if he gets up to nine, like I don't care about gold gloves, but when you do compile them, either either the voters were being really nice to you or you earned them. But that's still a big number that you have to like be like, whoa, shit. Yeah. Eight gold gloves. He came up as a third baseman, right? And then they moved him to left field. Like he didn't even come up as a left fielder. Yeah, that's uh that's correct. Nebraska guy. Um Ooh, like, really? Shout out Bubak. Shout out. Um so yeah, I mean it's uh Did you I, see I the mean, interesting part of this contract? What's the interesting part? Hey, anyone that listens to Talking Baseball uh, probably knows that I love the incentive laid in contract stuff and the bonuses and all that. So they signed him to a one year deal. He has 10 and five, no trade rights. If you spend 10 years in the major leagues and five with one team, you can veto any trade. They offered him a half a million dollar assignment bonus. So if he does get traded in the middle of this year, say he goes off and then he can help the reds and bring some prospects back. And some team says, Hey, we need his defense. They, the, the Royals can trade him, and if he gets traded, he gets half a million dollars, 500K. But they made him say, they made him waive his 10 and 5 rights immediately. Wow. So the Royals can trade him no matter where. And the Royals did say, hey, listen, we love Alex. We're going to talk to Alex with, going to talk about any potential trade that involves him with him. But we can't have all that red tape and, you know, he still has a veto vote. It's not 100%. We're still going to try and do right by Alex. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I'm 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 a little surprised Gordon did that. But I guess you do. I mean, he's a guy that's been there for a while now. And if you're, if you're Kansas City, you have to know um, you better take care of that dude. Otherwise, it's going to be like a black eye on your organization. Also, I mean, if if that's like best case for Gordon, if he's having such a good year that another team wants him and because that other team wants him, he gets half a million dollars. Sure. I won't say no to that. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Hey, don't don't be surprised if this guy is a trade deadline thing. He actually had a pretty good first half last year. He had a 800 OPS in the first half. He really fell apart in the second half. And, uh, yeah, I mean, his numbers against right-handed pitching, I mean, he was a 273 batter with a 350 on base, and he's going to play gold-glove defense. I mean, you can find a spot for that dude on your team. That's an early, early trade deadline watch for Alex Gordon. Okay, noted. Put it on your, put it on your list. Early trade Come deadline on. watch. Start the rumors. All right, the next big one is that Ozuna – a one-year, $18 million contract. Ozuna is going to the Braves. Jake, what do you got on this? So, Marcel, the Snell, Ozuna, um, violent right-handed bat. That's what I like to say about his swing for some reason because it, it is. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. When the Braves fell out on Donaldson, it kind of felt like this kind of a, a deep breath, like, hey, the You'll hear some Chris Bryant rumors if that Arenado stuff fires up, which, uh, by the way, on our Talking Yanks podcast, I nipped that in the butt right before Nolan did. Um, but 
you know, young, thick Austin Riley, your guy, it was like, okay, who's going to step up for the, for these Braves. And Jim, I thought it was interesting because you thought about the Braves last year as this kind of a great team. Like I was starting to lump them in with the Dodgers a little bit. They were doing a lot of great stuff. When you look at that lineup without Donaldson, it was kind of like, oh, they do fall off quick. Like they've got some nice guys, but it's Albies, Acuna, Freeman, and then the other hitters don't kind of jump off the chart to you. Marcelo Zuna is a right-handed bat. They're going to try to throw him in the Donaldson role. I don't think he has the same impact, um, but he's a guy that his OPS is probably going to end up in the eights. He's going to play okay, solid defense in a corner outfield spot. And uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for the Braves is that they want to keep this one-year flexibility. Um, so that was the part that was interesting to me because the Braves, they signed two qualifying offer guys, Jim. So I, in my head, what I know about that system is that, you know, you give up the first round pick. And then what I know after that is if you sign another, it'd be the second round pick. Wrong. They signed Will Smith under $50 million contract means they have to give up a second round pick. And then Ozuna, because he's the one for 18 and they gave up the second round pick, they're giving up a third round pick. So there's some draft stuff in Jakey research. Um, at the same time, I like it because it leaves them flexible. At the same time, you're still losing draft picks, which are very valuable. And it's almost like, wouldn't you rather sign Ozuna and feel good about him for three years? But I guess they don't and they have the flexibility. I wonder if this is how the Braves are going to do it. It, it. What I mean is like, you know, they got Hamels on a one-year deal, Ozuna on a one-year deal. They have their young core in place they signed they extended yeah. those guys they have them so i wonder if uh the way that they stay under the luxury cap and all that or, or i don't know their money situation is if they're gonna like do a revolving door for the next three seasons of one-year contracts just trying to find that mix to sprinkle in and like you know sprinkle in the help for the young guys and and they well, have a great I, pitching staff too so yeah i think it's uh, i'll call it the garrett cole effect i i think uh, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit, um, and then we started hoping for it, but Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM has had a crush on Garrett Cole since he was a high schooler. That sounded weird, huh? But it's yeah. true. <laughs> it's very true. And, uh, you know, we've gone through Yankees off seasons like, Oh, are they going to sign this guy? I was pretty locked in that they were going to sign Harper Machado last year. Cause the Yankees hit, they hit a window and they're two prime free agents. They passed, and they were open about that the whole time. I wouldn't be surprised if you're the Braves, if you have a Chris Bryant or a Mookie Betts or someone circled, because you do have this young core kind of locked up. And by the way, cheap. Um, I, I forget one of, one of our short baseball kings. I forget if it was Buster or Kirkajin or whoever it was. But they said, like, if the Braves don't somehow reach a World Series in the next, like, six years, it's a it's an unbelievable failure. I think they even said win a World Series. So I wouldn't be shocked if That's, they... You can't do that. I know, but it's... it's. I, I think what they were tying that to is the concept that they have so much young pitching, they have so much young, cheap talent on the offensive side that they are poised to make a, a big splash at some point. And I think you see that. I mean, what are we going to be saying next year when Hamels and Ozuna come off the books and and, you know the next free agent classes. That's 36 million a year they could give to someone. So the Braves are a dangerous team. I think when they looked at this free agent pool, 
they didn't see the dude they wanted. So I think they're going to go at it next year, see what happens, and then they're going to be ready to make that big splash for whoever their GM really likes, whether it's a Brian or a Betts or whoever hits free agency. Are you rooting mostly, primarily for Dansby Swanson? Love Dansby, Vandy, go doors. Um, great flow. He was uh, on stage with the the Freddie Han- Freeman video that went viral the Handsome other day. Guy. Yeah, how about that? You want to talk about that at all? The fact that Freddie Freeman uh, is like getting very emotional about the prospect that the Astros cheating could have ended careers, could have forced guys to retire. The specific ex- example he used was kind of not the best because it was not an perfect. away game. Not perfect. It was an away game. Uh, you know, if let me backtrack. If anyone didn't know, the Braves had their fan fest. A lot of teams had their fan fest. A lot of these guys were asked specifically about the Astros situation. I mean, uh, Henry, uh, uh, Kike Hernandez said they cheated. They won a World Series. They didn't get punished. So that was that. Freddie Freeman got really emotional, talked about his friend who is a pitcher who was injured for two years, busted Chris his ass Medlin. to get Chris Medlin, get back to the big leagues, got blown up by the Astros, and then retired. And he's like, were they cheating that game? I don't know. And we, we don't know. It wasn't a away game. It wasn't 2018. Did get blown up. So who knows? On the same day, you had Verlander cracking jokes at the yeah. Baseball Writers of America, whatever, you know, saying that the Astros are technical. Everyone knows the Astros are technologically and analytically advanced. And the juxtaposition there of like Freddie Freeman getting emotional about how this could have ruined people's careers and Verlander just kind of joking is is uh what did i say in text to you it's frustrating slash annoying slash fuck you verlander yeah i mean and i just had this moment of like oh so this is gonna happen every three days that either a player gets a mic in front of them at a fan fest or a spring training or something like that we're kind of gonna get the same thing on loop um you know and there's gonna be someone sad about it there's gonna be you know, apparently a Houston player that's going to crack a joke about it or, or not really fess up to our liking. Uh, and that part sucks. And yeah, you're right. I mean, the Chris Medlin example wasn't perfect. I mean, he's a dude who had significant injuries. He rehabs. That was his one and only start. Uh, th- that was his last start um, yeah. ever. I watched it. I watched it. He's pretty all over the place. Yeah. And I, I think, it, and that's the problem, you know, and, and, Houston fans uh, were half rightfully so like, come on, this is the example (laughs) like meddling. His career is basically done. He's just come off, uh, you know, brutal surgery. It's a road game. And the whole point is we don't know. Um, And, you know, you could go in this vicious cycle of, you know, it's kind of what you're saying. Like, hey, if you're when have you ever heard the story of the person who's cheating and then kind of is like, that was fun. Let's not do it anymore. It's no, you just constantly want more and more. And who knows if they had, a, you know, what was going on, if whether it's bullpen catcher or anything, just that replay room, whatever. But uh, that that's the part that sucks about it. And then, yeah, JV breaking his silence with a with a real cracker at the BBWA Awards or Baseball Writers of America. Did I get that right? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's just kind of funny. And uh, I told you, and in, in <laughs> I was going to say a moment of weakness, uh, we like baseball, huh? And a moment of weakness that it's like, you and I were kind of at grips with the Astros punishment. Like, it's a punishment. And that's kind of what we were looking for. 
the fact that the Astros guys are still being smug about it is almost the bigger thing. Like that's, we wanted their smugness gone because you got caught, you got in trouble and they still have it. So now I'm almost on the stance and I'm, I'm trying and I'm hoping that it's not my Yankee side of me coming out, but I've almost hit this point where I'm like, we punish them again. Cause it doesn't feel like they've been, they haven't acted like they've been punished. They're, uh, they're excited. So, yeah, they're, they're ready for 2020. Ready to defend their AL. And I, I do get that part about it because you have to tell yourself about it that we're going to go out and do it this year. But you guys are also supposed to fess up, which they're supposedly supposed to do at spring training. Excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see the video of Verlander? Because uh, Sean McLaughlin in the chat said that it was taken out of context. But there's a video of it. And he he's not. He made a joke. He paused for paused for laughter, and then he says, "Okay, but on a serious note," and changes to a serious tone. Like it it was intended as a joke. I think the thing that uh, did get misconstrued by the media, it did get more laughs than I thought. Like when oh, it ori- yeah. when it originally the- came out, it was like, "Oh, Cece's about to kill Verlander." The room is a buzz, and it's like, yeah, "I got some laughs." Like I'll give the- Verlander that. Yeah, the one guy that was filming it was like, well played, well played. Shut up, loser. A loser. Thanks for the video. <laughs> all right, so the Reds go out, and they got all the outfielders in baseball, Jake. The yeah. Nationals have signed Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National, Love for it. one year, $2 million deal. They have, they have all the infielders, man. They now have uh, Howie Kendrick, Starling Castro, Ascaps, Eric Thames, and Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, all the infielders, man. I don't know how this plays out. I'm guessing uh, uh, Thames and Zimmerman platoon at first. Ascabs is the uh, middle infielder on the bench. I'm, him and Starlin can both play second and third. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kendrick can play second and first. He's listed as I get I I in my head I think he can play a little third. Thames can also still play a little bit of outfield, so I, I think that's you know that that's part of it. When you do add it to the mix, it does seem ridiculous. Uh, but no, and hey, if if you're the Nats, you know you you found some magic with some of these dudes. Ascabs went nuts for you. Howie Kendrick, we we don't even need to talk about that. So yeah, I mean it's awesome that Ryan Zimmerman's back. Production-wise, I don't know what you can expect at all, but the fact he's back is just cool. Um, and yeah, if, you, if you're a Nats fan, again, not the flashiest. Hey, Strasburg came back, and maybe they figured out something hitting-wise that they can get the most out of these guys. And hey, they're going to have another fun old man team. They'll be, they'll be doing silly stuff in the dugout. That's the, most, the, wor- the most worrisome thing you need to be as the Nationals is that Juan Soto is starting to get older and he realizes that the other old guys are like losers. He stops looking up to them and just is like, ah, shit. Guys. Or he wants to start being the old guy in the clubhouse, but he's got a long way to go. I mean, such a long way to go. Um, But yeah, hey, hey, have fun, the Nats. And maybe what we're realizing... Jim, because when we grow up, when we grew up with baseball, the bench was the bench. Uh, Luis Soho wasn't getting starts; <laughs> he was a bench player. Nowadays, Romero Pena on the on two thousand nine Yanks, like he, it wasn't like we got to get Pena into some games. It was no, no, he's the he's the bench player. You're a bench guy. Baseball's clearly evolved, and 
with the Cincinnati Reds and with Washington and with what we know about rest and everything right now, you know, these guys are going to get different run at different days and who's hot. And especially the National League where you're still, you know, the vaunted double switch. I can't figure it out. But, um, you know, you're you're going to have these guys that are uh, getting regular run. It's not, hey, here's here's our starting lineup. Run it out there every day. Dorn. No, it's it's these guys are all going to get run. And, hey, maybe these old birds are going to love it. They're all of them can play 100 games and be rested by the end of the year. That'd be cool. Load ma- load management days. Load management in baseball. Kind of what they did with Lou Gehrig. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? You want to go to man- managers or you want the Rockies bought out Trevor Story's arbitration for like 13 mil a year? It's kind of one of those boring, boring extensions. They don't have to go to arbitration for two years. He's guaranteed 13 point something million each year. He's a Rocky. It, it sounded cool at first. And then when then like the updates came and like, oh, it's not really anything. It's boring, but you have to think about what's going on out here. We had the Arenado thing come up. The Rockies haven't signed any major league free agents. Um, and I, I think that ties into why our our friend Nolan Arenado was mad. They've signed Drew Butera, Chris Owings, and Elias Diaz to minor league contracts. That's been the Rockies offseason. And I think it's funny. You, you and I have a chat with some baseball people won't won't name drop it's whatever not trevor ploof we hate that guy uh no go listen to that fun milb episode if you haven't but we've been joking about the nl west a lot and i've somehow i've been labeled the nl west defender um because the dodgers are going to win the division (laughs) we know this and then you kind of have everyone who's not the giants aiming for that 84 win mark and one of those teams is going to end up above there and potentially compete for the wild card uh, one or two of those teams is going to drop off and things aren't going to happen. The Rockies are telling themselves that this is still part of their window. And that's why the Trevor story two years is important to them. It's to a calm down Nolan Arenado and then B, you know, that I mean, they're just banking on a lot of guys getting back. Kyle Freeland, who was so impressive in their wild card run. Um, he had one of the worst seasons <laughs> across baseball last year. They're looking for dudes to bounce back. This Trevor Story extension was the the franchise trying to do anything to make Arenado happy, make the guys on the team happy that, hey, you know, we, yes, we haven't made significant moves this offseason, but that's because we think we have the dudes here. So I don't know. May, maybe that's even overanalyzing, but that's what they were trying to do. Their staff is pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, the ballpark's tough, bro. <laughs> but still, I whatever. I, I, good, good for them locking up story. They don't have to do arbitration. I don't mind these buying out the arbitration years contracts. They're just kind of boring. But uh, I don't think this counts as like, hey, Nolan, look, we did something. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy was here anyway, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, I just I, I think window is the important. <laughs> it's the important term. Uh. Because Arenado, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, I want to say he might have two years on his contract. Um, right now, the Rockies are telling everyone, like, hey, like, let's let's go get it. Now's the time. Um, we're expecting, you know, David Dahl was an all-star last year. We're expecting uh, Ryan McMahon. You should check out those hard hit rates, Jim. God, my Rocky fans are so happy with me. And, yeah, I mean, look at... Uh, Look at the year Freeland and Sanzatella had. I mean, they ERA starting with six. John Gray figured it out. He was the missing guy the year before that. So um, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of talking to yourself if you're a Rockies fan. 
that lineup, man, if, if they can, if those dudes are right, I mean, they're still going to be able to rake. It's just, it's, it's always been the other side of the ball for the Rockies. Yeah. If, I don't think they're trying to win. We'll get to that maybe later on in the show. Sure. We'll have some manager updates. A lot of manager stuff out there. I don't, manager well, stuff. we have the Mets hired a manager, Luis Rojas. Yeah. Uh, was it Felipe Luzon? Luis Rojas. Um, I'm I'm not sure of the lineage. Yeah, Rojas is the son of former professional baseball player and manager Felipe Alou, as well as the half brother of former outfielder Moises Alou. Baseball yeah, family. I was gonna say I know Moises. There was a quote that like my he was like my dad was my teacher and mentor and taught me everything I know about baseball. Uh, I think he's been, he's been in the the Mets minor league system, so he knows a lot of these guys, and he's won manager of the year in the minor leagues, speaks Spanish, he's young, he's 38. A lot of the writers were joking, like, the Mets just inadvertently signed a really good manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the Mets, babe. And, hey, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to make a lot of layup jokes on the Mets always. Um, and, hey. Any team, uh, I'm going to make layup jokes around. That's just kind of what I do. But the Mets, I mean, come on. Um, but no, they, they've stumbled into an all right situation here. And I think the bigger thing that we're going to talk about in a second is the two other teams are still like, hey, what the hell is going on? I mean, we're talking Houston in a second and all the dudes they're interviewing. But uh, the Mets, they kind of, again, another situation where you're wondering how weird or something bad that can happen to the Mets. Never mind them hiring a manager that never got to coach a game. But for that situation taking place under these circumstances, they had a really good backup option. Yeah. Good for them. And uh, it's good that they acted quick, quickly. Like you said, the Astros, man, they got to hire someone. I'm, I, I think it's going to come this week. They got... They got. They interviewed A's quality control coach Mark Kotze last week. Um, Kotze has been the ninth candidate, known candidate that Houston has interviewed. Joe Espada, Eduardo Perez, Will Venable. Um, those are potential first-time managers. Then they did Brad Osmus. Don't hire him. Dusty Baker, Jeff Bannister, John Gibbons, Buck Showalter. Uh, of all those former MLB skippers, Buck is the only one I would consider if i was the astros but i didn't i wasn't in the interview so i don't really know what like you know they all bring but as an outsider i'd go first year manager or buck showalter we both are scared of them hiring buck i i i've been in fear of them hiring buck i think he's like just perfect for what they need um jeff banister i'd have to dig in a little more i remember he was really well liked in texas for a little bit um and then he had to play against Houston, and they were cheating. Hey, oh, anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. You, you and I have followed Joe Espada for a little while. Dude has interviewed for a ton of jobs, and now they're up to nine candidates. He's got to be like, you're kidding, right? Um, I, the one that's surprising me is Kotze. Like, if I'm like we've said, spring training is here. <laughs> we are here. If I'm the A's, like I, I, I think it's kind of shunned upon. But I think this would be one of the times I'd be like. No, dude, like you are with us for this season. Um, but I'm I'm sure there's moving parts to that that I don't know about and and I'm could just be talking out of my butt. But yeah, I uh it, it, as a fan of another AL team, I don't want them to get Buck Showalter. I don't think anyone else on the list really 
uh, I feel is too impactful. Maybe Eduardo Perez. There's some people in baseball that do like him a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Again, like picture if the situations were switched. If if Houston had hired their manager and it was really quick and easy and the Mets had interviewed nine candidates, how hard would we be shitting on the Mets right now? That's why I said good for the Mets. They Yeah. They got it in and out. I think they could have just kept Beltron, but they got Luis Rojas. And uh, people, everyone's saying good things. Who knows? I mean, judging a manager before he gets hired, we kind of did this with uh, Tingler in San Diego. Like, fuck knows. Right. Uh, who knows if he's a good manager? Um, the Padres know way more than anyone else about that dude. So they're either going to be right or wrong. We'll find out in a year or two. Do we have anything on the Sox? Are they, are, have yeah, they- I don't know. I haven't heard anything on the Red Sox. Damn. Uh, Quentin Hubner, Patreon in the chat, the live chat says that Bannister's from Houston and he says it'd be a safe hire as far as fan base reaction goes. Uh, him or Espada would be the fave. I don't think they should be allowed to hire Espada. It's like that dude was part of this. He wasn't there yeah. in 2017, but he's been in that room, you know, it kind of seems like no punishment at all. <laughs> like if you- yeah. Bannister... Did he win manager of the year? Did I dream that? You dream um, a lot of things. I dream a lot of things. Let's see. Jeffrey Todd manager. Yeah, uh, he won manager. it in 2015. He won AL manager of the year. Okay, so yeah, 2015, Texas was still doing all right stuff. And then that, yeah, that Houston team kind of took off on him, which which hurt him. So yeah, I if if I'm a Houston person, A, I tell them you want Buck Showalter. But I, I think Jeff Bannister is a pretty good prize. He's a dude who's managed, um, you know, he won a manager of the year, Houston guy. Yeah. 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 Buck Showalter's one manager of the year. I love Buck, man. Love Buck. He's won it twice, one with the Rangers and one with the Yankees. Oh, that, yeah, twice. Th- that image you have of Buck Showalter going in and taking every TV out of the clubhouse is, I can't get it out of my head. It's awesome. You think you need these? You don't need these? Yeah. Just post It's kind of the it. opposite. It's the opposite of Herb Brooks' speech when he says, if you think you can win on talent alone, you're wrong. Yeah. Buck Showalter's like, we're only going to win on talent. Yeah, like he, you, you want to know what you should look at? He posts a picture of Mickey Mantle. Look here, you want to see? Look at this poster of Nolan Ryan. Yeah, oil, okay. oil can Boyd. Well, that's a lot of drugs, I think, in that one. Drugs on my mind. On my mind. You put this in here, Jake. The Phillies signed left-hand pitcher Francisco Loriano. Uh, they invited, they signed infielder Neil Walker, Bud Norris, and Drew Storen. Minor league contracts. I think a. I think that interests you because they're MLB guys that you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, B. The fucking Phillies, man. They're just trying to win my heart. Uh, I, I've had a crush on Neil Walker for a little while now. Disco um, Neil. They have become Yankees East with Girardi, um, Didi, just uh, everyone. Um, Robertson, Torres, um, Tosho, baby. Um, yeah, and it's it's a. Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny as we've as we've gone through this. Like, if you and I heard that Liriano, Walker, Bud Norris, or Drew Storen signed like a one year, two million dollar contract, I think you and me would be like, "Hey, cool, they brought a guy in." The fact that they're just MILB guys that they can make the team or not, good for Philly. Like, I, 
I uh, I have a little bit of bias, but like, I, I think Neil Walker can still do it a little bit if he finds the right role on that team. But I'm not I'm not going to corner him into that. Don't corner nah, him in anyway. I'm not going to corner okay? him into it. All right, good. Thank God. I think that's all we have. I have the little game we're going to play. Just a refresher game. course. You know, my, the the free agent portion of winter meetings is basically over. We have Puig. You have Brock Holt. You have a bunch of role players left. There might be some family and friends of those people that are really waiting. But for, the, for the most part, yeah, it's good. You know, and I think it's I think it's really good because we had some huge changes in landscape for some players and some teams say like, oh, we're going to go all in. But we also had, you know, uh, like Gordon to the Royals, Zimmerman to the Nats, Gardner to the Yankees. We had some, you know, signings that were like, good. I don't want to see him in another uniform. I like that. Ozuna to the Braves. So I think that we like we got enough change of scenery to, to change things up and we got enough staying the same. So I was yeah, I'm have, very happy with the offseason. Have we had a weird old man signing that we're going to be like it's tough to see him in that uniform? Uh Bumgarner to the Diamondbacks. Yes. Yep, nailed it. Um Yeah, and a, another another name you left we we left off the list. Adam Wainwright returned to St. Louis earlier this offseason. But uh yeah, okay. Bumgarner easily wins the weirdest guy in a jersey award. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go down the list here, Jake, and we're just going to yep. refresh the listeners and ourselves and it, there's there's a couple buckets here there's can you, uh, keep, can you keep like a tally chart or something i'll just put a y or an n next to the team name okay well what are the buckets because now you got me a feared trying to win yes yeah not trying to win trying to win no okay so two buckets Yes. Okay. Atlanta Braves. Very easy. We're going to the NL East first. Yes. Trying to win. Marlins. No. No, but I do. I have a little Marlins speech, Jim, because they just signed Matt Joyce. Um, They're taking the next step. They're going one rung up the ladder. Dude, for my 14 Marlin fans out there, Matt Joyce, Corey Dickerson, Cervelli. They got Aguilar and they got uh, VR. Aguilar. Nice. Aguilar. Um, they got VR from the Orioles, like the for a Marlins offseason, like good shit, guys. <laughs> Matt, oh, there's a, there's another way to do this game, and it's did they improve their team this offseason? Yes or no? I think that's got to be two different games. Two, it's two different games, yeah. Because the Mets, yes, trying to win. Did they did they do anything this offseason? Uh, step right up and meet the Mets. Uh, they've had two managers. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that um, is the most amount of managers this offseason. The Mets two, have two signed, manager signed signings. Porcello, Porcello to be like their fifth starter. Oh, uh, yeah. Dellen, Dellen Batances in the pin, which could be good, could be bad. Yeah, that's um, nice. Michael Waka was kind of that bonus swing arm. Um, and then they just did Eduardo Nunez to a minor league contract, who's the perfect Met. He can hit a little bit and can't play defense anywhere, so... Yeah, that'll really help their defense, which was ranked worst in the major leagues last year. <laughs> they clear they're not valuing the defense, which the pitchers can't be happy about. So yes, the Mets made moves to better their team, and yes, they're trying to win. Philadelphia Philly Philadelphia Phillies, yes and yes. They are yeah. trying to win and they made moves to better their team. That's awesome. Wheeler right. Gregorius. Reigning champs, Washington Nationals, yes and yes. 
So the only the only team we have not trying in the NL East right now is the Miami Marlins, but they did make moves to improve their team, but they're still not trying to win yeah. the division. They're not on the same level yet, but I th- I think they had like sec- second most top 100 prospects and like we said they're they're doing some good things. So uh yet 2 years from now Miami, come on. Well, that's cool. That's four teams out of 5 right there in the East. Yeah. All right, Chicago Cubs, yes and no. Yes, they're trying to win. No, they didn't do anything this offseason to better their team. Ryan Tapera and Steven Sousa Jr. both signed for under a million dollars. Damn. Cincinnati Reds, yes, and a big ol' yes. Talked a lot about them already this show. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, yes, and yeah. Yeah. Yes and yeah. no? It's yes and um tough to say, man. Um, Who'd they bring in? They brought in a pitcher. Av- the Brett Anderson, Avisail Garcia, uh, Lynn Bloom from overseas. Um, I mean, it was a it's a Brewers offseason, man. Justin Smoke, Sogard. Um, you know, I right, think yes they, and yes, yes and yes. Sure, they're trying, trying their hardest. Ooh, Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a no and a no. That's <laughs> a double no. Are well, they, they did make in, they did make improvements. So they they fired their manager and their yeah. GM and have decided, okay, we need to reboot. So that's kind of a yes, but so far away from actually improving the on the field team. Yeah, they're actually trying to make it worse for a little bit. I think Guillermo Heredia and Luke Maley. They're only two MLB contracts. <sighs> Central, uh, the last one, Cardinals. Yes and yes. Who did the Cardinals bring in? They they got Wayno back. Wayno and Weeders. Um, so yeah, I mean, tough. Ozuna's gone, and that's a a significant impact player. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough. All right, but they're they'll, they'll be there. So that's four teams in the Central yep. trying to win. Oh, uh, now we get to Jake's favorite West, um, Arizona yep. Diamondbacks. Yes and yes, but they're not going to. Well, see, that's that's where this whole NL West thing gets tricky. I mean, they signed Madison Bumgarner to a pretty good contract. They brought in Cole Calhoun, who's a respected MLB player, and they had a bunch of young guys have really nice years last year. Like the Diamondbacks are telling themselves. Are we saying they're telling themselves they're competing? Yeah, they're trying to win. That was the question. I, the Diamondbacks are trying to win. Yeah, that's a yes and yes. Now, the Rockies is a very odd yes, they're trying to win. No, they didn't improve their team this offseason. I'm saying a yes and kind of. Like I said, they had a couple dudes who threw up duds last year, and they had a couple young guys take a step. So That doesn't count. We're talking about bringing in new people. Uh, Right. Um, Who did they lose, though, you know? But the second question is, did they improve their team this offseason? And just by natural, guys may get better. That doesn't. That's not it. Same. So, like, the Dodgers, they're yes and no as well. They didn't improve their team, yeah, but, yeah, they're fair. trying to win. Padres, yes and yes. Yes and yes. And the Giants are no and no. No and no, for sure. Um, so, you got – so, every, every NL team has – every division has four teams – thinking they can make a run at the playoffs and one team saying, nah, not this year. 
That's pretty good. That's a pretty good spot for baseball. Did the NL's got a Fran lot. Get worse. Yeah, they brought in Gabe Kapler. Ooh, shots fired. They signed that's, Kevin Gossman uh, and a bunch a of joke. other pitchers. Mm, Drew Smiley, no. Tony Watson, Tyler Anderson, Tyson Ross, Jerry Blevins. Those are they just got they, those are just fillers. They just brought in guys to fill yeah. spots as they try to lose. Might have gotten better. All right. American League. No, they lost Mad Bum. They got worse. Yeah. Baltimore Orioles. That's a no and a no. Well, okay. no and did they do anything? No. They got still rid of like, the ER, man. They didn't get better. That was like their yeah. best player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting one. Boston Red Sox. That's a yes, kind of. It might be a no soon and a no. Like if they if they do go through with a price trade or a Mookie trade, I don't think Mookie trade's happening, but that would change it to not trying to win in twenty twenty. Currently trying them in twenty twenty. Did they do anything to improve their team this offseason? No. No. Yeah. New York Yankees. And brought in Martin Perez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New York Yankees is a yes and a yes. They got Garrett Cole. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, that's a yes and a yes. They made some trades. They did some active stuff. Whether you think it's for the best benefit of the team or not, they're definitely, they do. They think they tried to improve their team this offseason. Yeah, and they brought in, uh, who's that dude from Japan? I, I watched his, his hype video the other day, and I'm, I'm all in on him again. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh. Susugo. Susugo, yeah. All right. Uh, Blue Jays. You would laugh so hard at the stuff that that hype video talked me into on Susugo. Hype videos are crazy, man. Like it was because I'm in on Susugo because he was the team captain and the crowd liked him, which they showed in like a two in a five second video clip. All right. That's good. Popularity <laughs> contest. He's a leader and he's popular. All right. How about this? The Blue Jays. Interesting. Did, are they trying to win? Yes, they're trying to win a wild card spot. Um, did they improve their team? Yes, yes, because they had zero pitchers, and they, they went out and they got Ryu, and they got a bunch of other arms to fill out that rotation. Will it, will it improve their team? A little bit from last year. But it's a yes and a yes. But, but I don't think they're trying to win the division. I think they're trying to have a good year, winning season, May hopefully get a wild card. They're hey man, they're they're gonna be in spring training, and this is my my Rockies effect you didn't accept, and it's much better on the Blue Jays level. But they're telling themselves that <laughs> Vlad Jr., Flo Bichette, and Kevin Biggio are about to be jump from cool rookies to some of the best players in baseball. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that that's the Red Sox are still in a buffer zone, but as of now, we have four teams in the AL East actively trying to win and the Orioles not. Yeah. So we're on a really good pay path for baseball right now. Last year it was not this many. AL Central, Chicago White Sox, hard yes and hard oh, yes. Yeah. They're doing a lot. Brought in a lot of guys. Cleveland Indians, yes and no. Yes and no. They didn't um, do anything to improve their team, but they they're trying to win. They have the pitching staff to win. They but like even that is like who they who they lose technically this off season. They traded Kluber for um, Puig and Kluber, yeah, for uh, Shields. 
So yeah, they have not gotten better. No. But they're trying to win. Uh, the Tigers are a no, not trying to win, but same as the Marlins. They took that one step up the ladder to like, let's bring in some major league players to at least yeah. round this out. Maybe they have a good couple months and then we trade them for prospects. So like they're doing the next step of the rebuild finally. But no, yeah, they did this last year. Yes, they should have done that last year. They were taking too long. And then the Kansas City Royals. This is our first division that has two no's. The Royals are not trying to win next year. And did they get better? No. No. That's kind twins? of funny. The tw- the yeah. Twins are, yes, they're trying to win. And, yes, they got better. They brought in some pitchers. They did Don- some stuff. They got Donaldson. So you have you have four te- three teams in the Central. That's the first division, by our judgment, that has only three teams competing. White Sox, Indians, Twins. Yeah. All right. Last division, the Houston Astros. Uh, are they trying to win? Yes. Did they get better in the offseason? No. They've been no. too scared to make moves because they have a lot going on. They and they, not not making moves. I mean, they lost Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. Did they replace him with anyone? No. Their their technical free agent signings are Maldonado, uh, Garneau, and Joe Smith. Yeah. So yes and no. Two of those guys were on the team. And the other is Dustin Garneau. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Angels are a yes. And, like, whether you want to believe in it or not, yes, they did try some things out to get better. Oh, dude, they signed Rendon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Rendon. I was just thinking the pitchers. So the Angels yeah. are a, a easy yes and yes. Yes. Okay, Jake, what about the Oakland Athletics? It's a yes. What moves did they make? I'm blanking. They picked up some people. They lost uh, Trinan, whatever his name is. Oakland. They might be... A yes and a no? The one, <laughs> the one free agent they technically signed was Jake Diekman, um, who I believe they traded for, and he was on their team and then signed. So there's something there. But yeah, I mean, Oakland operates differently. They're, they're banking on young guys. Hey, uh, if... For all my Oakland fans, they're saying yes because, dude, remember all their young guys they called up last year? They called that yeah. Grosso pitcher, Pook or whatever. Um, they Puck. had that that young catcher who who did really well, and, I mean, they're all in on their young infield. So, yeah. Didn't they get a catcher? Didn't the A's pick up a catcher? Um, I don't know. Not in free agency. Oh. I think they traded for – someone's third string catcher or something like that because then they then it cleared them up to trade their catcher if they wanted to i forget i thought it was something like that and ramon loriano told us he was hurt at the end of last year so just take that information yeah seattle mariners um are they trying to win no no right did they make moves to get better no no okay and the Texas Rangers is a yes and a yes. Hard yes and yes. Yeah. So you got um, every division has at least three teams. The only division that has less than four teams trying to win is the Central, AL Central. They have two. They have the Tigers and the Royals. And you know what, dude? If the Indians get off to a bad start, they're going to try not to win as well. And the, so the Central is still the most wide open. I mean, last year, the Central, the Twins had no competition. 
I mean, they had the Indians, but the Indians weren't even trying until halfway when like you know, Ramirez came back and got hot again, and, and they were doing and uh, they brought up those young pitchers and stuff like that. Twins had a very easy route to the playoffs last year. It's going to be a little tougher for them with the White Sox going all in, but they're still very much in there. Yeah, and hey, I'm I'm not going to undersell Cleveland. They still got that Lindor guy. They got Ramirez, who, if you remember, he had like the worst first half ever, which was just dude. Baseball. They have a they have a good squad. They have management that wishes they didn't have a good squad. Right, but I I mean, hey, they they did the Bauer trade last year that brought in Fran Mil Reyes, who if that dude takes a leap, um, Carlos Santana can still do it. Oscar Mercado, that guy is just an athlete. It was fun watching him play. Um, Tall drink of water, and, and dude, all their uh, all their young pitchers: Bieber, Clevenger, Plesac, Pluko, uh, Carrasco, Savali. Eh? Um, like Kluber only threw th- thirty-five innings for them last year, and it was a five-eight ERA. Like they they are still going to be able to 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 twirl it, and they still got a good lineup. They're going to be there. Yeah, that was a fun exercise. That was fun. Should we do that at the end of every show just to remind ourselves? No, but I do think because the the offseason is kind of coming to a close that it was good to see, like, all right, what are we what are we left with? And uh, we will be doing – anyone that is also a Yankees fan and listens to Talking Yanks – did I say this on this already? I think I gave this spiel on Talking Yanks. I don't think so. I, I, was, uh, I was about to say, should we, should we drop, drop the bomb on these people? Because I think we're going to get a lot of people excited. Yeah, so on on Talking Yanks for the last two years, Jake and I, first day of spring training until opening day, we do an episode a day. Uh, For Talking Yanks, we do 30 players. We highlight them, profile them, give some projections uh, whenever we don't have a a full episode. All the way up until opening day. Since we have Talking Baseball this year, we are doing that with Talking Baseball as well. So don't talk to us in February or March. We are busy. We are so busy but we will be doing an episode a day each episode on every team who left who came what their rotation looks like what their lineup looks like maybe a spring training battle i don't know it's gonna be a lot of research a lot of work but that's what we like to do to gear up for opening day so on talking baseball there will be an episode every day we'll probably stay two full episodes and plouf will host one of the full episodes until the season starts and then once the season starts, we'll get back into the series recaps, the slump watch, the Enfuego, the who got mad if you were with us last year, and all that. And we'll be two series recaps every every week, Monday and Friday, and then Ploof's episode, which will be Wednesday. So whew, once yeah. the season kicks off, we got a lot to do. That's why I'm excited that we're going to be in the same room now. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I, I'm thinking... There's a couple people that are like, okay, you're just going to go through every team right now and t- tell me if they're trying to compete. Like, I think a couple people dipped. The people who stayed and were like, yeah, let's go through every team just got some of the best news they could possibly hear. So I'm excited for them. Excited for us, man. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, uh, hey, you know what? It's the Mamba mentality, Jake. We're hey. just going to, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. We oh. got an office now. We are going to, do as much as we pedal goes down harder now that we're in the same room. That's my pedal that's hard. my mentality. Mine has always been pedal hard. Uh, question bikes. from uh, our our um, uh, Rich George. Uh, 
brother of poor George. Any fantasy baseball oriented episodes in the works? You know, we will have the office and we're going to have like Keith and Joe's and other guys around. So I don't know if that's ever going to be like a podcast, like for just fantasy baseball. Maybe it's a YouTube series, but maybe we can maybe try and work something around fantasy baseball. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think um, the daily stuff is so popular now. I feel like when we do slump watching in Fuego, that's our version of. Uh, oh yeah, that kind of is. What, that's our version of fantasy baseball a little bit, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if we end up getting closer to the daily fantasy realm this year, um, especially if DraftKings or FanDuel or someone else were to give us a significant sum of money. Um, I, I think. I mean, we're kind of we do this a lot where we brainstorm on air. You know how I do the two minute recaps of Yankee games. Sure. Like if we did uh, Jake's streamers or whatever, going streaming. While I'm peeing? Maybe. Maybe while you're hanging upside down from the monkey bars. You and always you just, go there. Yeah, and then, and then you just give out your stream picks for like that day. It'd be like a quickest, because, you know, if you do something daily, you're pretty quick with it. Be I like that quick. idea. We'll figure okay. it out. Good, good cool. idea. Good idea. Uh, Rich and I, I forgot to do this at the top of the show, so thank you very much to Lou Ellen Trevino. Hey, I now I regret not doing this at the top of the show because wow. Lou Ellen is royalty amongst uh, John Boy Media listeners. Zach Wietzma, Mark Curtis, Sean Fanukin, Colleen Paulicki, thank you, Colleen, and Mark. Lucas. It's L-O-U-C-A-S. Laucus? Lucas? Those are our most recent Patreons. If you want to watch live with us and be in the chat, I always keep the chat up because the community actually helps us out and gives us some instant feedback or whatever we got wrong right away. And uh, you can uh, be in there live with us. Go to johnboypatreon.com slash johnboymedia. I am now going to talk a little more stalling to bring up the outro music. And I've got it. And here we go. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back uh, Wednesday, live on Wednesday. It'll be posted Wednesday night with Blue. Jake sucks. Jake sucks.